Get rid of your credit card debt, get a lower monthly payment, and skip your next two house payments at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to save thousands with SaveWithConrad.com. Find out how much money you can save right now at SaveWithConrad.com. Right now, Fight Plus, the ultimate digital platform for live sports and entertainment, is offering a free seven-day trial at TryFight.com. Yes, you can access Fight Plus's incredible library full of combat sports, wrestling, and other premium content absolutely free for seven days by going to tryfight.com. And the best part, you can find them on all major streaming platforms available today. So don't waste another second. Go to tryfight.com. That's T-R-Y-F-I-T-E.com right now and find out why they are the undisputed champ of live sports and entertainment. symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. This is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we'll be discussing when I became GM of SmackDown. But first, I want to introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How are you doing today, Paul? Hey, Kurt, man. I'm doing great. And uh, before we get into 2004, general manager of SmackDown, two things I got to mention right off the bat. First of all, congratulations on getting married again. I saw that you got married again. House this past week, man. <laughs> what I mean, what's what's happening? How, well, how many years have you been married to Giovanna? And when was all this decided that you would you would do this all over again? We've been married eleven years, and uh, I decided to do it because we finally are in a place in our lives where we're actually comfortable and we feel really good about everything. We just moved into a new house. I had to downsize after I got a divorce. And we lived in a house where our kids were struggling, where they, you know, there were three kids in one bedroom. It was tight. I remember you saying that. Yeah. So, you know, finally we got into a beautiful home. Uh, Everybody's happy. And I thought, you know what? Uh, I made my wife struggle quite a bit. You know, I I had a lot of painkiller problems and stuff like that, alcohol problems. And I said, you know what? We're going to start over. I love it. I'm going to remarry her. And I'm going to see if she says yes. (laughs) And she did. (laughs) I texted you and I was like, I made some smart aleck comment, but dude, I'm so happy for you guys. Giovanna, I'm sure you guys, uh, you know, it looked like a small, a small ceremony. Cause I just saw kids in the small, background. It was just the kids and, <laughs> and my in-laws. And, uh, it, oh, it was cool. really cool though to do that. I, I recommend anybody that's been married already and you guys want to renew your nuptials. It's a great thing to do. Uh, you know what? I will tell you this. I ain't going to lie to you. My sex life hasn't been any better than this. I was going to say, pal, I'm sure you got laid that night. Uh, <laughs> you didn't need blue chew either. 
<laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> oh, Kurt's getting laid, guys. He's and, and it was all worth it. I mean, you know what I mean? He just said, Hey, will you marry me again? And uh she actually took you know a break what? from watching the bunny rabbits, and now you two are humping like bunny rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you this, she's the love of my life. And uh that's awesome, dude. Never felt this way about anybody else in my in the whole world. I mean, I, I have put this woman first the last few years uh, above my kids above my 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 immediate family my brothers and um above your career you know above my career i've i've done that the last few years and our relationship hasn't been any stronger than it is right now man that's so good to hear you and every time i see you guys you're out you're doing family things spending time together you had a nice little trip just the two of you down to the islands not too long ago uh man, i'm just happy for you kurt so glad to I see you gonna get married down there yeah I okay find a freaking minister yeah well you may have had to find a minister if your daughter didn't save you from almost dying the one trip down <laughs> the islands yeah that was in florida yeah, yeah good lord <laughs> well listen bud happy i'm very happy for you guys and uh you know what it got her out of the bunny rabbit room which is that's the only other thing i see her doing oh, is God, taking she's videos still, she's in there all day every day there's two of them she yells at the kids all the time take care of it but she's the one that's always take care of it taking care of it so the kids don't even have a chance Oh my goodness. That's all she posts on social media now. And there's two of them and I don't know what's happening. And it's like, they have their own bedroom, Kurt. They have their own friend. She got a friend. What's, what's the new one's name? Um, you don't even know. uh, (laughs) I love it. Branch branch. I don't know what that means. Branch. I thought it was ranch and I kept calling it ranch. And my daughter's like, dad, it's branch branch and Sonny. She's like, I did. I said, okay, it's a good name. Oh man. Good stuff. I I love these little, little catch up on Kurt's life at the beginning of the show. And I hope you guys enjoy it too, because, uh, it's just as entertaining as some of the stuff that we get to talk about. And man, last week we talked about the entertaining uh, Booker T Charmel. We got a lot of good feedback, a lot of fun feedback on that show, by the way, I know you hated doing it, but we got it out of the way. So that's good. Yeah, we got it out of the way. That's all that matters. The other thing I want to talk about before we get into your SmackDown GM, uh, 2004, and we got some fun clips, by the way, I want to thank to our, re- our crack research staff for digging up, especially one of them, and you'll understand when we get there. But uh, we're doing an AFS bonus show right after this where you're going to predict the night of champions. So as this show drops on the main feed on a su- the Sunday after night of champions, I think the play is, the move is here, you then subscribe to ad-free shows. You sign up so that you can then watch the bonus show and see everything Kurt and I screwed up as far as the predictions, right? I mean, how fun would that be? Just make and fun of what we pick. screw up. <laughs> we will, but we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to record it after this. And it's one of the perks of being an ad free show member. You think Kurt and I let her hair down on this show and, and that's all, you know, tongue in cheek. We both don't have it obviously, but we really have time, fun time behind the paywall. So sign up ad free shows, the bonus this month, predicted night of champions. We took some questions. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. But as you said, as we started, dude, we're here to talk about your time as uh GM, a SmackDown. You ready to do this, bud? Yeah, I'm ready, man. All right, here we go. So let's pick it up where I feel like we pick it up often, and it's Kurt's coming off an injury. Okay, it's after another. <laughs> it is WrestleMania, and this is uh, twenty. Okay, WrestleMania twenty. You were injured. You lose to Eddie Guerrero, and Vince makes the decision almost immediately that you are going to replace Paul Heyman as the general man- manager. Uh, talk about the decision. Was it, Hey, as soon as you, they knew you were injured, we got to keep you active. We want to keep your face out there. And was it, Hey, we're having you as general manager, Kurt. It, it was me. I, oh, okay. I went to Vince and said, listen, 
I've been home, sitting at home, resting, healing my neck the past year, on and off. I said, I don't want to sit at home again because all I'm going to do is go crazy. You got to put me to work. Give me something. He said, I have an idea. And that's what he came up with. He decided to replace Paul Heyman with me as the general manager of SmackDown. And I thought it was a great idea. I mean, I I'm, I wasn't exactly crazy about the general manager spot. I'd r- much rather wrestle than be general manager. But at least it kept me on the road where I was making money. That's exactly where I was headed next. It keeps you getting paid, whereas if you stayed at home, you weren't. So. Yeah. Now, in terms of pay, though, is it a different kind of pay, obviously, than if you're wrestling? But still, it's something, right? Yeah, but you know, you you still get paid. You still get paid more, uh, more than what you would on your guarantee. So, as long as you're working, whether you're general manager or wrestler, you're going to get more than what your guarantee is. So the other thing, and I know I kind of joked about a little bit because, you know, your career is ups and downs of, of injuries, right? Lots, you you experienced a lot going through uh, the career that you did, but man, this is after two neck surgeries. Now, this is a pretty big deal for you, Kurt. Are you really starting to get worried about your overall health or are you saying, you know, just another one, I'm just going to keep going. I mean, what were you at mindset wise? Oh, I, I was worried. Um, I felt like I didn't let my neck heal uh, long enough the last two times. Uh, I started doubting myself. I started getting anxiety. Uh, That's when I started dabbling into freaking Xanax because my doctor prescribed me it. Sure. Here I'm already taking painkillers and now I'm taking Xanax with it. And uh, so I was worried about breaking my neck all the time. It was just one of those things where I couldn't get it out of my mind. So, uh, you know, so doing the general manager spot, uh, was a lot better for me. And it was able to lower my anxiety and understand that, uh, as, as long as I'm doing this, I can let my neck rest and heal. And hopefully I'll do it long enough that it will heal entirely before I start back resting. And and listen, you know, Kurt, it's something that has a lot more attention nowadays than ever it would have back then. But you know, the whole, when it comes to just mental awareness and things that guys go through right in their career, it's just not what it told the toll it took on your body. But now you said, hey, I'm experiencing anxiety. Uh, what if I injure myself again? This is my livelihood. How am I going to? I mean, this is going through your mind at a rapid pace, constantly probably not sleeping well. And so you're just going to the doctor. What can you do to help me? Yep, yep. And and that's that the doctor, the only thing he's going to do is give you pills. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, uh, I'm sorry to say that, but most doctors, that's all they do. They give you a fix-it pill and uh, think that that's going to fix everything. And for the most part, it does more damage. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially when you start to consider, like you said, you're already on painkillers. Now you're combining, you know, these drugs together. And my goodness. Well, uh, we'll continue here with the story because Heyman, Paul Heyman's drafted to Raw, which means, hey, he's got to work for Bischoff. Well, he quits. And the plan is to make him the lead manager of the heels to help build John Cena. Talk to us about Paul, though. Did he ever um, discuss the general manager role with you? Did he have any advice for you? What did that look like? You know what? No, no. Uh, surprisingly, no, because Paul is a guy that would definitely give advice to you. But I, I didn't ask him for it. But what he did is he led by example. You know, watching him be a GM and the way he does it and, and how much knowledge he has for wrestling, uh, he, he's so smooth and he's so articulate. Um you, you see him and you want to be just like him as a GM of, of Raw or SmackDown. So Paul Heyman led by example. 
Man, he, he does. He commands the crowd uh, anytime he's got a mic in his hand and uh, captures the attention. And he's done it before, and he's still doing it to this day. Uh, we'll have fun, I'm sure, talking about him on our bonus show. But uh, it's also reported here, Kurt, that you meet with two doctors in March, and they say you don't need surgery, okay, but that you'll be able to return, get this, in a few weeks. Did you think at this point, man, that's way too soon after what I've been through? You know what? All they wanted to heal was the broken vertebrae. There were three broken vertebrae in my neck at that particular time. Uh, the other times before, I had four broken vertebrae. Okay. But um, there weren't any disc problems. So the discs didn't move. They weren't blocking any nerves running down my arm. So uh, they just wanted the the, the structure, my, my bones and my neck to heal. And that would take a few weeks as long as I didn't be active. I had to stay non-active and let it rest and heal. Now, what did it look like for you on the road, though, right? So you're doing the whole GM gig. You're still traveling. Did they have people working with you in terms of rehab? Were you doing any kind of physical therapy? You know what? This is ironic. Back then, they didn't have rehab for necks. They didn't even know there was rehab for necks. Doctors didn't even have rehab for necks. You had your neck surgery, you just let it rest and heal. Now there's rehab for necks. I mean, uh, you know, they, I, the doctors, I guess, got better educated and realized you can rehab necks. So they weren't doing it back then. So all I did is neck, let my neck rest and heal, which means when I came back wrestling, my neck was weaker. Than that was was yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think doing the rehab would have been a, a big bonus. Yeah. Strengthening that, 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 those neck muscles. Me, but unfortunately they didn't have rehab for necks back then. At least that's what my doctors told me. Oh man, uh, that's unfortunate. Well, listen, this is the, uh, the draft where triple H is drafted by Eric Bischoff the raw, but in your first act as SmackDown GM, you come out and announce you traded triple H, uh, for the Dudleys and Booker T. Uh, what do you think about that trade? Now looking back on that on hindsight, is that a fair trade or what? You know what? I mean, as good as triple H is, and, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. He's, he's one of the best ever. Um, it's still, it was a good trade. I got, okay. Booker hey, T's Dudley's bad. one of the best tag teams of all time. You know what I mean? Booker T is, is you can't, can't not Booker T there either. Well, Booker T comes out and says he didn't want to be on SmackDown because Raw was a superior brand and SmackDown is a minor league brand. I mean, is he shooting from the hip here? Or is this just part of all the, the script or what, what's happening? You know what? That, that was the thing that was always said, that, that SmackDown was the B show, Raw was the A show. It would always be the A show. And a lot of us got really pissed off about it. We, we didn't believe that. We believed that we were just as good as Raw, if not better. And I think we were much of a, a more wrestling-oriented show than Raw. Raw was more storyline-oriented. Absolutely. I think that's why we did so well. Because there were times when SmackDown was doing higher ratings than Raw. So SmackDown wasn't particularly the B show. Raw, Raw talent might have thought that, but not the SmackDown talent. No, I mean, and honestly, I know I say absolutely, but it talk to any wrestling fan that was a fan of that time period now and a lot of the writers dirt sheet right whatever the case may be they have to share the same opinion you did kurt it was the wrestling show and uh and and so you know again not a b show it's a different style of show and just as entertaining if not especially if you're a fan of, of wrestling yeah it had a different flavor to it well, here's the thing uh, that came up in the research. You're doing these house shows, Kurt, but you're also taking bumps. What the <laughs> hell are you doing, man? I'm freaking crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, you think? I, I, I would take bumps just to test myself. Come to on. To make sure man. that I wasn't uh, 
getting too rusty. So uh, now Vince McMahon, if he knew this, and I don't know if he's going to find out now. Oh, he listens. I'm sure he's a proud listener of the Kurt Angle show. <laughs> but uh, if he would have known, he would have killed me. But I, I was doing it because I wanted to be part of the show. Kurt, uh, if I would have known you back then, I would have busted your ball so hard for that. Oh, God. but Hey, you know, it is what it is. You live and learn, right, man. You live and learn. I was an idiot. Yeah. You, you set up a tournament to determine Eddie's first challenger by having the Kurt angle, great American tournament. Who came up with that name? The great American tournament, the writers. Yeah. We'll blame them. <laughs> it wasn't me. A great American tournament. Uh, I would have did the American hero tournament, the great, yeah. The great American hero tournament. There you go. Uh, but the goal was ultimately to get back to you and Eddie. Was it not? Because that's eventually what ha would happen at SummerSlam. That yes. Year. Well, well, Eddie and I were supposed to have a long program. We were going to yeah. meet each other back and forth, uh, after WrestleMania, there was, it was going to be a long program all the way up to SummerSlam, perhaps afterward. But unfortunately I got injured and they had to put that on hold. So they decided to have this tournament uh, to, to Eddie, to, you know, to, to face uh, the winner faces Eddie. Yeah. And then eventually I would wrestle Eddie. Yeah. Well, uh, on the show, Kurt, JBL, John Bradshaw Layfield gets his new gimmick. What did you think of this uh, transition here for Bradshaw to this new JBL you know role? I, I was utterly surprised at how well he did with this gimmick. I know. He was so comfortable with it. And I, I mean, he was a bully and Bradshaw is a little bit of a bully. I mean, he likes to mess with the it's, town. It's, it's well documented. But <laughs> he's a great guy, but you know, he, he likes to rip on people. And this was a great character for him because this is right up his alley. And he was so good at it. I mean, he was the best heel in the business at this time. He can talk and he can talk and he can talk and he's a brawler. I mean, yeah, yeah. A Southern, he, he, a, a Southern boy. He had that JR character. Yeah, JR Ewing, the rich man with the, the the talking the shit and smacking the shit out of people. It just all went together so well for him. You know? It was him. <laughs> it was. It was him to a T. And they always say you're the best character in wrestling is just you turned up, uh, you know, turned up a notch. Turned up so. a couple of notches, yeah. Well, here, there's some stuff you definitely can't do today that goes on. But here at the Kurt Angle Show, we love to dig into that shit. And uh, we're in San Antonio, and you tell Eddie to leave the building and get out of town. And I'm going to read what the Observer says. <laughs> it says, it was time for Angle to award the Real American Trophy to the number one contender. Kurt Angle said that Cena got the most votes on the internet, but before he can get the trophy, Layfield so shows a video of him at the border, stopping Mexicans from coming into the U.S. He talks about how Mexicans are ruining the economy, the healthcare, the welfare system for all of us hardworking Americans. You're trying to build a wall back in 2004, you son of a bitch. He chased the Mexicans back to Mexico. Angle loved this and awarded him the trophy, but it turns out Eddie switched trophy since the new trophy has a photo of Eddie Guerrero came out with a low rider with the trophy on the hood. He said he was going to smash the trophy on Layfield's limo angle said he'd strip him of the title. He then came out to the ring and hit Layfield with the trophy, got a chair and smashed the trophy. My goodness, Kurt, what in the world? Who came up with all this shit? I know the all writers. This racist shit? Who yeah. Do you think? <laughs> yeah. Vince McMahon. <laughs> Uh, the same guy that came up with bestiality. I know I, he's at the center of all of it. You know what? Vince is a piece of work, but, but you have to admit he is somewhat of a genius. He really Controversy is. creates cash. Eric Bischoff yes, it says does. it. Yes, it does. What did Eddie think all this though? Was he cool with all of it? Surprisingly, he was pretty quiet about it. I don't, ah. I don't think he had much to say, uh, but Eddie took it 
took it really well and he became the victim in it. Yeah, you know, he really, did well. It really worked well for him. So I understand why he didn't speak up and say, you know, this this is crap. You know, you you guys are being racist. He was like, hey, I'll play the victim and I'll I'll make the fans feel for me. But yeah. in those days, dude, everything was blurred lines. We're gonna make this as mo- feel as real and blur the lines as much as possible. And so I'm sure, you know, it's, guys seem to be a lot more forgiving with stuff like that. I felt I feel like back then. Oh, back then, definitely. But you could get away with it back then. Now, <laughs> holy no shit, you'd be yeah. you'd be thrown off Twitter, pal. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the next week is supposed to be the Eddie JBL match, but JBL tells you he's tired. So you decide to make it at the pay-per-view. Oh, you're so nice, Kurt. Nice guy. Yeah, you want to give him a little nappy nap. So you change it to Big Show versus Guerrero, and Show says he'll retire if he loses. Well, Show loses, and it ends with Big Show holding Tory Wilson hostage. Oh, this is where it starts to really get good here. Good and well, <laughs> buddy, you go for a ride. Big Show retires after losing to Eddie Guerrero because he needs knee surgery, but he choke slams you off the balcony. Buddy, we got the clip. They show you dead <laughs> with blood pouring from the back of your head. I can't wait to watch clip one with you. Here we go. Big I'm Show. The jetway. <laughs> I can't wait. They choke slam you. Tori's involved. I mean, does it get any better than this? You look like a pretzel the way they, they stage it. Let's check it out, Kurt. You balloon pop. Show. What are you doing? The person, I'm tired of show, show, let Tori go. I will give her over. I show, 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 show. It's my responsibility if something happens to her. You do run at your responsibility. All right, That's this, all your responsibility. Show, show, please. Just stay there. I'm coming up. Don't move. I'm coming up, Joe. Come on, Tori. It's funny, huh? This is funny to me. <laughs> this is funny. You laughed at me earlier. Now that I have a job, huh? Now that I have to quit. Laugh for me, Tori. Laugh. If you don't laugh, I swear to God, I'm going to make you scream. You understand me? I will make you scream. Scream Show. Put Tori down right now. Why should I put her down? Why? Because I'm not going to lose my job over this. It's my ass, not yours. You think I give a crap about your job? Hey, if, hey, if you think Eddie Guerrero gave you problems, I'll give you worse. Now put her down. You're going to give me problems? You're damn right. <laughs> show, damn it. Now cut it out. Get away from me, you big jerk. Get off me, show. Get off. Let me go, show. Okay. I'm only laughing because you're living sitting here beside me. Uh, no. <laughs> Talk to me about how this was all executed. Do you remember how this was all done? Okay. Um, what happened was, you know, big show was up there with Tori. I go up to do it. I can't take that bump. Okay. Well, no duh. <laughs> and you know, I'm way too valuable to take a bump like that. <laughs> I'm too valuable. So, Eric angle comes up, steps in for me. <laughs> get out of here notice, if you notice they cut the camera and cut back and the head's a little smaller oh because yeah. you have a bigger head you got the big head of the replaced family me. 
Yeah. And you know what? He took the craziest effing bump ever. The, the, the crash pad was only six inches high. He went 20 feet down. I mean, I wouldn't have taken that bump even if Vince asked me to if I was healthy. My brother Eric took that bump for me, and I, I, I love him for it. I mean, On it a six-inch crash pad. Six-inch crash pad, straight down, 20 feet below. They obviously pause and do some stuff in post-production, run you back out there. You twist yeah, your knee like a, like a pretzel. <laughs> Yeah, put the blood down. Lay me put down. the blood down under your head, and, Twist and that's my leg sideways. I mean, that looked uncomfortable. No, no wonder you needed a knee when he fell off the jetway. Yeah, you looked like you needed a knee replacement just after that move. What the shit, dude? I, I love it. I love. I love. I love. I love hearing the it behind the scenes. Class. Yeah, I mean that was straight soap opera. Tori Wilson was doing the acting. I mean, she was Crying, great. Yes. Oh, <laughs> she was what? Did you she was begging. Oh, I thought you said spanking. I'm like, hey, what <laughs> clip are you watching? Okay. So listen, the announcement the next week is that you have a broken leg. You have a broken freaking leg, Kurt. So so let's get this straight. You get choke slammed off a two-story balcony. <laughs> it turns into you having a broken leg. Um, I, I think that's a little ridiculous. Uh, just ignore the blood coming out of my head. <laughs> yeah. No cracked skull. No, just a broken leg. The next week you're in Oklahoma city. You return with you in a wheelchair. Okay. Having Luther range as your new bodyguard. Did you think you needed a heater here? Or what was the thought of throwing Luther with you? Well, shit. I had to have someone push me around the wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't going to roll yourself. You no, made too much no. money. And, uh, well, Luther, the whole idea, Vince had big plans for Luther Reigns. Yeah. He loved his look, the way he talked, his wrestling. He had to work on it a little bit more. The unfortunate thing about Luther is he never got in the ring in practice. Yeah, I remember you said that before about he, him. It never, just never happened. It should have. If, it, if he would have done it, he would have been a lot better. But I did have a heater. I had two of them. I had Mark Jindrak, too. Hmm. The whole thing was to put them with me so I could give them experience and rub off on them. The rub. Yeah, yeah. Give them the rub and uh, uh, while they're improving, while they're getting better. Because Mark Jindrak had to work at promos. Yeah. He wasn't very good at talking. One and needed to work at wrestling. One needed to work at promos. And you were trying to give them both the rub as you rolled around in a wheelchair. It sounds like a winning formula to me. So <laughs> your promo here, I got to talk about this. This is from the observer angle said the doctors have told him after what happened with show that he can never wrestle again and said it was the fault of the fans and Tory Wilson. Oh, we're going to, we're going to lash Tory Wilson here. He also called Wilson out and blamed her even more angle noted. He can no longer have sex with his wife. Well, we know that's not true. We heard what's going on at the top of the show. You're humping like bunnies. Well, after that line, his days as a main event heel are shot for a while. That's hilarious. Kurt made a match with Tori Wilson versus Renee Dupree, which went nowhere. As Cena came in wearing Oklahoma Sooners gear and ran Dupree off Kurt this time period. It's not really known for great creative, but man, this is, this is some of the worst stuff I think you've ever done here. Isn't it? It was hard to do it, man. I'll tell you that. Oh man, let's keep moving here because, uh, this is something that's actually kind of funny and it's a house show on May 9th in Columbia, South Carolina. This is another one of my favorites, Kurt. Dawn Marie challenged any woman in the building to come out. So here we go. Mula and Mae Young come out since it was their hometown. They got a big pop and they pulled Dawn's clothes off, leaving her in her underwear. 
thank you, Mullen May. This was done on the entrance stage as opposed to in the ring. Then they attacked Angle and started kissing him, which was a rib on Angle that he didn't know about in advance. Then they tripped Luther and started kissing him as well. Kurt, tell us all about it. The smooches. Did you get tongue? I want to hear all about the night that you made out with Mullen May Young. Hey, May tried to slip the tongue. She's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little more respectful. May's out of her mind. I love it. But this was great because a month prior to this, they did the same thing to Edge, and Edge was so mad. And it was like when they did it to me, I was like, I can't be mad because I'm gonna look like a you know a, a you know a sore loser. Yeah, you know? spoiled brat. Yeah. yeah, spoiled brat. So I I pretended like I liked it, and I didn't. I was like, you're like, give me more tongue, May. Yes. <laughs> Can we do a bestiality <laughs> angle? Hey, best ladies in the world. And you know oh, they're great. everybody said nothing but great things. They, about they were ageless. Mula uh, could still wrestle in her later years. Uh, May Young, I gave her an angle slam once. Okay, <laughs> I gave her an angle slam. You know what she said before I gave it to her backstage? Give it. She said, I want you to spike the fuck out of me. I was like, okay. That sounds like a line she's familiar with, Kurt. Wow. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, Mae Young just asked me to spike the fuck out of her. <laughs> Get her hard. <laughs> I don't even know where to head with this. Well, I think Bubba Ray Dudley spiked the fuck out of her, too, when he Dudley bombed her. I mean, remember yes, those guys? Did, the they table. were ragdolls. Uh, on the top rope, yeah. Yeah, and through yeah. tables. I mean, and he were... acted like he had an orgasm. It was hilarious. He just... Here we go. Right in the org. Yeah, exactly. Right in the orgasm. Like Kurt Angle on Undertaker entrance. <laughs> This is something else, man. I love this show. Hey, guys. It's the hardcore legend Mick Foley here, and I need to call a quick timeout, a brief timeout, because I wanted to tell your listeners what I have been telling Foley is Pod listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. An all-new edition of The Insiders is here. Conrad sits down with author and historian Keith Elliott Greenberg to look back on his time with the WWF during the golden era of wrestling. You know, I wasn't working for, you know, the JCP magazine, or I wasn't working for Vern Gagne's magazine as, you know, everything was imploding. I was working for Vincent Kennedy McMahon, and I was watching the, uh, the company expand, and I was watching talent I've been reading about in the other wrestling magazines arrive on the scene. Ad-Free Show's members recently chatted one-on-one -on -one with the hardcore legend himself, Mick Foley, for the first edition of Ask Mick Live. Is there a particular <laughs> place that you get the Foley flannel? Uh, yeah, I do. I go on Amazon and I type in Buffalo Plaid. Um, Buffalo Plaid is the one that has the, like, the even square checks. And I order them, they run small, so I order <laughs> I wear the 5X. Uh, yeah, and I've got, uh, if anyone's been watching Most Wanted Treasures, you'll see that I'm literally getting by an entire season with three long sleeve flannel shirts, a cutoff flannel shirt, and about five different t-shirts. And that's pretty much it, brother. That's just a small taste, a sampling, if you will, of what we have waiting for you with four levels to choose from, four. See for yourself why Ad Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now, right now, at adfreeshows.com. Yeah.
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. So it's a judgment day from Los Angeles. You blame Tori. You've got this little, this heat thing going with Tori Wilson for your career being over. And you announce if Wilson didn't win her match against Dawn Marie, she would be fired. Just to be clear, Tori wins. But later on that night, Eddie and JBL have a bloodbath. JBL kills Eddie with a chair shot and Eddie hits an artery. And when he gets color, man, it's insane. Kurt, you got to remember that he's losing it blood by the minute. What did you think of seeing? Yeah. Tell, tell, talk about that. It was the worst gimmick I've ever seen. Worst, uh, worst cut ever. Uh, he hit an artery and it would not stop bleeding. It was just, it was pulsating out. I mean, it was horrible. I mean, there was so much blood in the ring and all over Eddie and Bradshaw. It was ridiculous. It was like half of Eddie's blood from his body came out of his body. It was it was crazy. I'd never seen anything like it before in my life. Oh, man. I mean, I'm I, and surprised it, he didn't get rushed to the hospital. Dude, it, it is a visual. Uh, I know he, the next day he was getting lightheaded or something. He was, oh, I bet. It's a visual that you once you've seen it, it sticks with you. It, it was intense. Well, talk about JBL though a little bit more because again he's changed his character now here. How impressed with you with him at this point being a top heel for the first time in his career? You know what I, JBL was rarely ever a heel. You know his APA they were usually big. They were over, guys. yeah. But Bradshaw took to the heel part incredibly well. I mean, probably better than anybody ever in the history of the business. Bradshaw was one of the best heels I've ever seen in my life. He was very unlikable. Okay, mm -hmm. that's one thing about him. I mean, uh, you know, you could say I was too, but a lot of people like me too. <laughs> yeah, you were still a baby in certain ways, baby face. <laughs> but Bradshaw was hated. I mean, he had he had so much heat. Uh, you know, it was pathetic. He really. could talk shit like nobody else, man. No, yes, he could, man. He is he is the master at talking shit. Yeah. So listen, it's reported coming off that pay-per-view in the observer that the plans were for you to return at SummerSlam while you rehabbed. And as you've told us, rehab was not, was not really happening for you, oh, at the yeah. neck. but it's also written that you feel like your stock has dropped in the role you're in. Did you feel like that was hurting you being a GM at the time, Kurt? I mean, yes. Um, you know, I started getting nervous that this might be the last thing I do. Like they might just keep me on as a GM. Because uh, I didn't know what Vince felt about my neck. He wanted to take another chance and allow me to go forward. But Vince eventually did. And uh, it happened a lot quicker than I wanted it to. I mean, Vince wanted me back in the lineup so quickly. And one, one day, he had a doctor uh, check me out. And the doctor cleared me. And Vince said, you're wrestling this pay-per-view. I was like, Vince, I haven't wrestled in six months. Oh, I haven't done any cardio. I've been in a fucking wheelchair. <laughs> With my knee pretending it's broken. Like, how am I going to be able to go 30 minutes with Eddie? I, I'm out of shape. He's like, too bad. You're going anyway. <laughs> I was like, well, Vince, you know, but, but you know what? I held up pretty good. So it wasn't a bad decision from Vince. 
It wasn't, but man, you talk about a different time than what we are now with wrestling. Oh my gosh, you couldn't do that shit now. Yeah, a lot of liabilities. Yeah. Oh no doubt about it. I like the way it was. I I know. I know. I like that you had the the access to go if you wanted to, or if you didn't want to, you didn't have to go. I mean, Kurt, those were the days when my grandpa walked to walk to to school in the snow and stuff. I I get it. That's when both ways uphill both ways. I get it, man. Those were the good old days. But uh, you know what? With stuff that we've seen going down and protecting guys, I think we've all would rather err to protect guys like you, Kurt. Would rather err on the side of caution. You know what I mean? No, I do understand that, and they they did the right thing. Yeah. Where they are today is the where they should be. Should be. You got it. So hey, we talked about you being hurt, but again, you're not the only one hurt because we talked about Guerrero and JBL. They're banged up, man. And Guerrero from the blood loss, uh, he's banged up. So they start having you get involved in some of their matches. And in Green Bay specifically, Eddie even needed oxygen after the match. That's what I was talking about. He's getting lightheaded because he lost so yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, is he he's obviously pushing himself too hard at this point. That's Eddie. That was Eddie. Eddie always pushed himself, pushed himself beyond his capabilities. I really believe Eddie was in a position, you know, at that point in his career where he was really struggling. Uh, You could tell there wasn't a lot of energy in him. He was, he was always hunched over, Mm. always real tired, slugging around, just walking, barely taking steps, like dragging his feet. But when the, when he would go through the curtain, Baba Luriza, Luriza, Viva La Raza, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, you got and, it. Uh, he would he'd be shaking and doing his thing, and it was like, holy shit, he just transformed into somebody else. Yeah, he's ready to go. You know what? Once he got done, he went through the curtain again, back down to Eddie. Wow. <laughs> Walking around. He, was, he never felt good, and I really believed that it was really putting a strain on his heart, and I'm that's sure. most likely how he had the heart attack eventually. Oh man, it was really, he always overworked himself always. Hmm. Well, Hey, listen, they uh, start to transition you a little bit, uh, to have you start dealing with Booker and Cena and, uh, they have you kicking Cena out of the building. Cena comes back, Booker jumps him, but you end up getting bumped twice, including a chair shot to the leg from Cena. You threaten to strip Cena, of the U S title, and then you're programmed with them. Sort of you being Vince McMahon and Cena being stone cold is what they're going for here. What did you see in John at this point? You knew he had a big future, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. He was so talented. Um, you know, one thing I could say about John, he picked up on everything very quickly. You only had to show him once. And I trained a lot with him at the beginning of his career where I traveled with him and wrestled him almost every night for about six months. And John was improving dramatically. And, you know, when he first started out, John isn't the greatest athlete in the world, okay? But he's a great in-ring worker. He has knowledge up here. Yeah. And, and he, he's able to chain wrestle, and he, he knows what he's doing in the ring. Uh, he's well aware of psychology, but as far as athleticism, he's not the greatest athlete, but he yeah. was a great worker. Not, he was a great in-ring worker. And that's he became a great in-ring leader, too. And that's what made him really special. Knows how to tell a story. He's not Bret Hart. He's not Shawn Michaels in terms of execution. Yeah. But he knows he knows to, he knows how to tell a story. He's he knows more psychology. Like knowledge. Right. Psychology. Here. 
Yeah, psychology. Yes. Yep. Uh, SmackDown, June 17th from Chicago, Kurt. This is a funny backstage skit, speaking of John, of the two of you uh, from SmackDown here. Let's take a look at it. Uh, this is you telling John that his four-way match at the pay-per-view will be elimination rules, and he must beat all three opponents to retain the title. Let's check it out. Lumpy. Chumpy. The champ is here. You want to see me? Yeah. Hey, you can't see me. Everybody knows that. You know what, Cena? I just wanted to let you know that you will never one up on Kurt Angle. Alright. I got one right here. It's right at your level. Take a look. Well, that's why I put you in this tag team match tonight, where your tag team partner is RVD. That's okay with me, man. Oh, I know it is, because you're only going to have to get along with it just for tonight, because at the Great American Bash, it's going to be every man for themselves in this fatal four-way. I heard you last week. But listen up, Cena. It's not going to be a one-fall match. The Great American Bash, the fatal four-way match, will be an elimination match, which means not only are you going to have to survive, you're going to have to outlast RVD, Booker T, and Rene Dupree to retain the U.S. Chief. Oh, 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 chill, Lumpy, chill. Now I finally know why you're hating on my game. Oh, really? It's not that you hate me. Oh, yeah, I do. No, you don't hate me, oh, bro. I hate you don't hate the way I dress. You don't hate how I rock my jewelry. Deep down, I'm talking deep, you want to be me. No, 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 you want to be John Cena. Because your boy can walk the street with his head up and he gets respect. Lumpy, you can't even walk at all. You better watch it. Hey, it's okay, man. I'm here to help you. You're not going to be John Cena overnight, but I got something to get you started. <laughs> oh, by the way. I'm not touching you. How's that for your probation? I tell my PO you said hi. I hate him. I hate him, Luther. I hate him. He's going to lose his title. How hard was it for you not to laugh at some of the shit that he would do to you during these promos? It was hard. Actually, we probably did a, a five takes. <laughs> I, I was going to say, there's no, no way they landed that on the first one. <laughs> hey, guys, we want to jump in right now and tell you about the newest partner to the Kurt Angle Show, Factor. They are America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Yes, it's true. It's damn true. And our Olympic hero will vouch for him because the last few months, Kurt and I have been getting these meals delivered directly to our doors. We're saving time, we're eating well, and tackling everything on our to-do list. Listen, the weather's great. Folks want to get in shape, want to feel good, have that summer body. Factor can help you with that. They offer delicious flavor-packed options on the menu each and every week for all the different lifestyles. Whether you're keto-friendly, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, or protein plus, they've been prepared by chefs, approved by dietitians. And when I say chefs, 34 plus chef prepared meals. Plus you can round out your meal 
and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45 or more add-ons, including breakfast bites, egg bites, smoothies, and more. So listen, forget about the deliveries, forget about the fast food, and get healthy and get factor. Not only are they cheaper than takeout, but they're faster than restaurant delivery in just two minutes. So listen, head over to factormeals.com slash angle50 and use code angle50 to get 50% off your first box. You can't beat it. That's code angle50. So go to factormeals.com slash angle50 and take advantage of this 50% off your first box opportunity right now. It's highly recommended by me and highly recommended by your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. Hey everybody, this is Ian Riccoboni, the voice of Ring of Honor Wrestling. Same with Conrad, they were very appreciative of my time and they really worked with my schedule. The Conrad's team uh, met me at the hours that I needed to meet them to walk through the specifics. Uh, the paperwork was clear, the communication was clear to make the decision super easy to work with. So we actually went from a 30-year mortgage, we refinanced down to a 15-year mortgage, and now our house is gonna be paid by the time the kids go to college. If you want to save like I did and like Nick Aldis did and so many others uh, in the professional wrestling world, please go to SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084. Equal housing lender. It's SaveWithConrad.com. Speaking of the Great American Bash, we move on to that because the Great American Bash, you reversed the decision of Eddie and JBL's bull rope match by saying JBL's hit the fourth corner before Eddie's hand did. And that hands JBL his first wwe championship were you surprised at this point kurt to see them put the championship belt on jbl no i wasn't i i knew that they needed a champion they need the heel champion a okay. new one and uh jbl was the perfect person for that and he's having a few with john cena they were tearing the houses down uh it was really really good good stuff and uh i, I just uh felt that jb deserved it at that point in his career did I, what about Eddie? Did he give, did you hear anything from him? Like shit, I lost, was he disappointed? Cause man, listen, he's going, you said it, he's been dealing with some health issues. It's been said that during this time he had some, some health issues going on. Were you, were you seeing that? Was he disappointed? Um, you could tell by his energy, you know, you could tell that he was frustrated. He didn't know what was wrong with him. Uh, but he wasn't upset about losing the title. Um, Eddie, Eddie, ne- th- those things never really affected Eddie about winning titles, losing titles. It was just about performance. He wanted to put on five-star performances, and that's what Eddie did. Isn't it some tr- something to go back and look at it now? Because because of your injury, you said you and Eddie were supposed to work a long program, but because it didn't work out, they changed JPL. JPL becomes a world champion, and we get the bloodbath match. I mean, Hey, think about it. If I would have stayed healthy, there might not have been a JBL. <laughs> I mean, it could have come later, but I mean, you just don't know. These things happen, right? Because effect. <laughs> it is, it really is. And this is a great example of that. Well, listen, Kurt, you strip Cena of the U S title after he hits you with a clothesline when Booker moves on SmackDown. And then we get this from Dave Meltzer in the observer. He says, Booker uh, Dupree and uh, Suzuki were all arguing over who should get the U S title. For whatever this is worth, the plan was leaning towards Suzuki a week ago. Cena cut promos on all of them and then attacked Reigns. Angle then announced a handicap elimination match. In the elimination match, Suzuki was eliminated first by getting DQ'd for choking Cena with his sash. Cena pinned Dupree after catapulting him into the post. Booker then pinned Cena after an axe kick. So Kenzo Suzuki, not a name that we talk about much here on the show. What do you remember of him, Kurt? 
Oh, he was a great talent. I enjoyed watching him wrestle. I did get to wrestle him one one time. Uh, we had a great match. So uh, Kenzo Suzuki was a really good talent. I, I love the guy. Well, the main event was JBL. Again, we're going back to the Observer here. Over Guerrero in the cage match. Said to be really good, even beating out the Los Angeles match. Highlight was Guerrero doing the frog splash off the cage. JBL also kicked out, which is stupid for such an extreme spot. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Both men were fighting on top of the cage when El Gran Luchador ran in and held Guerrero in and allowed JBL to go to the floor. Look at your face. Luchador tried to escape the cage, but it was locked. Guerrero attacked and unmasked him as none other than your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, setting up SummerSlam. El Gran Luchador, Kurt, whose idea was this bad boy? The writers. They they wanted to keep the program between Eddie and I going, and so they had me uh, cause Eddie to lose. That way... When I came back to wrestle, Eddie and I had the feud already going on. You know? Kurt, I didn't want to disappoint you. We got to have a clip of you as El Gran Luchador. <laughs> Here we go, buddy. This is great, man. trying to climb out of the cage. Eddie Guerrero to the, to the ropes as well. Eddie and Guerrero could be a Eddie, race. It is a race. That is going up. JBL to the top of the cage. It's a race. race. Eddie Guerrero to the top of the cage. He's supposed to the top pole. Guerrero, JBL. Eddie Guerrero, JBL. 15 feet high. This is all about the WWE title. If one of these men can climb out and touch the mat, the floor below, they'll win this thing. Both men are trying to go punch the punch. Hey, what the hell's minute. Who was that? Who was that? Who was that? That's the, that's that Eddie's buddy, that, that El Gran Luchador guy. That's up. El Gran Luchador. Wait a minute. We just grabbed Eddie Guerrero. El Gran Luchador. Is that the same guy?
to be a title. Well, truly, this was a night we would never forget. And I'm Angle screwed Eddie Kurt, I got to ask, when Branch and Sonny go to bed at night, you know, you two rabbits, do you ever don the uh, the luchador mask and costume and, and do a little hanky-panky with Giovanna? I mean, does that ever come out? You play a little dress-up? <laughs> a little role-playing. <laughs> a little role-playing. Hey, it's El, Luchador, El Gran Luchador from Mexico. <laughs> I would tell you this. How could you not know it was me? In I mean, match. it's you. Come I mean, on. Fucking match, right? Like I'm watching it, I'm like, how did they think they were gonna trick anybody with this? Good old wrestling, dude. <laughs> so bad. And then like the top looked like a onesie. Like I'm seeing your hips, and I'm like, what is that? A little snap little baby onesie? What is he wearing? <laughs> it was the worst outfit in the world. Do you still have it? The mask and stuff? No, no. I, I know you've given away a lot of stuff over the w years. The archives. They saved that shit for their coming up. In the near future, sometime we don't know when. Some kind of buried treasure show. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna have a museum. They're gonna have a Hall of Fame museum with all that stuff in. It. And they'll have your L. And they'll have your L. Grand Luchador mask that you wore once. I can't wait. Yeah, we're once in a cage match with JBL and Eddie Guerrero. Kurt, this is where my my heart and love really goes out to Derek Sabato and our research crack staff for sourcing these clips, and you'll understand why here in a moment. This comes from. 720 July 20th Smackdown tapings in Philadelphia the city of brotherly love you come out in a wheelchair you start the show saying you know you put yourself at rest to protect the title I mean you are an American hero and you fire the ring announcer Tony Chimmel I get that because he made the Wrestlemania announcement that Guerrero had beaten you He's an asshole. yeah Chimmel's an asshole listen I love Tony Chimmel I, I did, I've done a little thing with him and, and Kyoto on his show it was fun angle handed Booker the US title belt and fired Funaki for butchering the English language man <laughs> you are you are something else pal and then a four-way with Wilson versus Dawn Marie versus Sable versus Jackie ended prematurely when you came out and we're gonna watch that right now all right thank you Lord and Derek Sabato. Here we go. Now what? General Manager Kurt Angle, what? Maybe he wants a front row seat. Don't blame him. Ladies, before you begin, there's something I need to say. Now, I've taken to heart the fact that you feel overlooked and underutilized and I have to say there's been a major misunderstanding see you say that you've been underutilized well I say that you're playing useless I mean what purpose do you serve wrestling in your lingerie nobody wants to see that what was I thinking So ladies, I'm going to spare you the indignity of wrestling in your underwear or begging for your jobs. Because as of now, you no longer have jobs. Ladies, the four of you are fired. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Oh, this well, is that takes much. the cake. Well, that does take the, the cake. The general manager is absolutely off his rocker or off his wheelchair or whatever you want to say. That's wrong. Totally wrong. What the hell is Angle doing he here? He's with power. He's completely out of control. 
Angle sucks is right. Good lord. Well, I was a pretty good heel back then. <laughs> that was the worst. That was when you were the ultimate heel, my friend. Yeah. All right. What are we doing? Four hotties out of the company. Four hotties, brawn panties. I mean, those were the days, okay? For all of us, we're right at that appropriate age where we were really loving the Attitude Era. And, and obviously, we're coming out of the Attitude Era here. But, <sighs> well, Kurt, you weren't done, okay? Uh, because the show ended with Angle saying he was going to fire Eddie Guerrero. All right. Well, man, you're really fooling yourself here, pal. All right, and everybody. Yeah, you were ready to fire everybody. Instead, Vince McMahon returns as a babyface and said that Angle had gone too far. And he fired. Yeah, the guy who, who, yeah, gone too far, sure. He fires you as GM. He announced that it was going to be you versus Eddie at SummerSlam. And, buddy, we have the clip, final clip this week of Vince firing you. And, oh, this is going to be fun. Let's check it out. A shocker and a night of shockers. You know, Kurt, I know this is somewhat of a surprise, but uh, you and I have a similar philosophy. You see, I believe in well of no one should cross the boss. And you know, Kurt, it seems like that uh, you're enjoying throwing your weight around here. Seems like you're enjoying firing people and making people grovel and beg for their jobs, Kurt. Seems like you're enjoying pulling the wool over everybody's eyes, huh? Yeah. Well, I, I, I've got to admit, Kurt, I mean, I think the vast majority of us thought that you were actually legitimately hurt. Yeah. Oh, you fooled us. You fooled all the SmackDown fans. You fooled your fellow superstars. You fooled the board of directors. By God, you even fooled me. There's an old expression, Kurt. It goes kind of like this. You don't fool with Mother Nature. But it's career suicide to fool with Mr. McMahon. <laughs> Kurt, I must say you've fallen into my disfavor. And you don't know this, but I was about to be nominated for a humanitarian award this year because it was obvious as far as the general manager is concerned, Mr. McMahon hired the handicapped. But you're not handicapped, and I'm no longer going to be nominated for that award. So, Kurt Angle, I'm going to have to ask for your resignation as general manager of SmackDown. All right. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. What's <laughs> I can't hear you. What? I have nowhere else to go. I'm a, I am a handicap. I, I, Mr. McMahon, if I don't have this job, I'll be jobless. I, I 
can't wrestle, I can't do anything. I'm in pain every single night. Are you begging me, Kurt? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm begging you. I'm begging you, Mr. McMahon, please let me keep my job. Stand up, you make me sick. Stand up, get up. I'm gonna tell you the same thing you told a lot of other people here tonight. Kurt Angle, yes! Whoa! All right! Oh my God, I don't believe it! He deserved it. Oh, what the hell? Look at it. What's he's crazy? Oh, oh my man, God, Mr. McMahon has lost it. Look at Kurt. Look at you. There's not a damn thing wrong with you. You can move as well as you always have. So yeah, you're fired as general manager. But you know what? As of this moment, you know what I'm gonna do? As of this moment, you are now back on an active roster of wrestlers. Oh yeah! You're gonna wrestle, Kurt Angle. And at SummerSlam, it's gonna be Kurt Angle one-on-one -on -one with Eddie Guerrero! Oh, my! the devil! Dude, how fun was that, watching that back? That was fun, but I'm not going to lie to you. I pulled my hamstring because Vince, okay, I was inactive for six months, okay? I know I get injured all yeah, the time. Yeah, right, yeah. I was inactive for six months. I didn't do anything because I had to be pretend like I was in a wheelchair. And, uh, you know, and I was doing this, like, in airports and, you know, uh, outside everywhere. Living the so, gimmick. Yeah, so Vince says, listen. When I grab your crutch, I'm going to swing for you. I'm going to try to hit you. You're going to have to duck really hard. And I mean, he was trying to hit me. Oh, yeah. He was trying to take my head off. And every time I ducked, a couple of times when I ducked, I my hamstring started to tear a little bit. And I was oh like, oh, God. shit. So I was like, oh, man, I'm going to be back on the injury reserve list. <laughs> what a joke. Oh, hey, Vince, uh, it, th this was uh, classic Vince McMahon. This is what he does best. And, uh it was a really cool segment. Hey, listen, bud. I mean, uh, you know, how fun was this? I mean, are you glad that you got to do this? I know you do, you want to wrestle, you want to be, but are you glad that it worked out that you got to have this yeah, time? But you know what? Like, like I said before, Vince was like, 
hey, uh, uh, you're cleared to wrestle. You're wrestling this weekend. I was like, holy shit. Okay. <laughs> That's too soon, Vince. He's like, no, it's not. You're wrestling this weekend against Eddie at SummerSlam. It was like, oh, my gosh. Like, like he really laid it on me, man. Yeah. You know, I, I guess he was frustrated because I was getting hurt so much. But he was like, hey, you're Screw clear. you. You're doing it. Yeah. yeah. It's like tough love from tough love from a dad. Yeah. But at the end of the day, do you wish you would have stayed home and rested and rehabbed? Or are you glad you got to still oh, somehow? I, I would have went crazy. I yeah. Had this was better for me. Well, buddy, we have a couple fan questions and we'll wrap up the show. This has been a blast. I've had a, t- I've had a ton of fun on this one. Um, <laughs> Fernando Diaz, if Kurt had the chance to do anything uh, that creative wouldn't approve during his time as GM, what would have he done? So oh, if you had God, the chance I, to do anything. I, I can't think of anything to be honest with you. <laughs> Not fire the women. How about that? <laughs> you mean regrets? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's some regrets. Brad Stanton says, do you have a favorite general manager of all the GMs on Raw, the McMahons, you know the Bischoffs, the Heyman? I, I love Vince. I love Vince. Uh, I love uh, Paul Heyman. I think they were the two best and the two most entertaining. There's no doubt about it. They both were incredible at, the, at being GM. So I think they're my two favorites. A wrestling historian, you kind of answered this the question here. Were you supposed to be the general manager longer? It felt the storyline was cut short as usual, but you um, said they wanted you wrestling. Yeah. Once I got cleared, it was like, hey, you're not GM anymore. Like this happened overnight. Like Vince says, like, okay, we're going to do a segment tomorrow where I'm going to fire you and you're going to get ready to wrestle Eddie at SummerSlam. It happened like that, like a snap of a finger. You, uh, you kind of answered Brian Haremza's question. He said, yeah, Luther reigns as the bodyguard at this time. Was anyone else in consideration for this role? But he said, was it your job to mentor him, or did you think he was ready for the spot? It was your job, you felt, to mentor him yes, a little it bit. Was. It was to mentor him and Mark Jindrak. They were was both- there anybody else in consideration for that role that you no, remember? No, uh, they, they okay. called that the Honor Society. I'm not sure why Vince called it that, but um, that's what the name of our uh, faction was. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, our buddy Bobby's up next. He said, as a former amateur wrestler, how did the role of SmackDown GM initially sit with you? Love the podcast and enjoy the chicken snacks. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Um, I will say this, uh, say the question. Yeah. He said as a former amateur wrestler, right? And we knew how much you love to be active and everything. How did the role of SmackDown GM initially sit with you? That's pretty simple to say. I, when I was an amateur wrestler, I wrestled all the time. As GM, I didn't wrestle at all. That yeah. was a huge difference is not wrestling. Did you have a favorite moment or segment as SmackDown GM? I know we watched a few of them right there. You know what? Uh, the, the, the part when I said I, I couldn't have sex with my wife. Yes. <laughs> I it was the funniest line ever. I mean, it, it was when I read it, I started laughing my ass off for about a half hour. I was like, this is great. I'm reading this shit. By the way, that question comes to us from Dylan Lehigh. Uh, Dylan, great question. There you go. When he couldn't have sex with his wife, but the good news is he's he's been healed. Uh, he's been healed miraculously. Uh, Joey, the Tori Amos guy, says, Kurt, which GM run did you enjoy more, the 2004 or the 2017-18 GM run? You know what? I'm going to be honest with you, and uh, not a lot of people know this. Some people do. Um, the 2004 GM role. I was uh, heavily sedated with painkillers. Oh yeah, um, I was having, I was had a bit of a problem, and I think that's a lot of the reason why Vince was really swinging for me. <laughs> I got you. So, um, uh, but I, I would say because 2017, 18, 19, when I was, GM, you were restored clarity. I, was restored, I had a clear head. Yeah. yeah. So 
I like I enjoyed that better. Don't get me wrong, I was better performing as a GM in 2004. In 2017, 18, uh, I was forgetting a lot of stuff. And, you know, as you get older, you start, you know, you don't quite have the same memories you used to. We'll go uh, one more question and then we'll wrap up. Chance Ellis, I love the chicken snacks, especially the Kung Pao flavor. Any, th- uh, any thoughts on adding additional flavors, Kurt? Yes, we're, we're going to do uh, um, uh, not kid flavors, but um, dessert flavors. Mm. Uh, salted caramel, uh, chocolate, vanilla. We're gonna we're gonna make them. Re- these are gonna be really good. I, this would be better than the first ones, and the first ones were phenomenal. The sweet barbecue, sriracha, cinnamon swirl. We're doing a lot more um, dessert flavors, like sweet flavors. Essentially, yeah. Ch- Chance, you popped Kurt Angle with that question. So uh, we love it. We appreciate it, <laughs> Kurt. Yeah. Next week, we're gonna watch back and discuss the build to Bound for Glory 2007 when you took on Sting for the TNA title. Uh, which means, hey, we get to go unfiltered on YouTube. I hope you guys are checking us out on YouTube, man. There's nothing like watching this show on YouTube, especially Kurt's face. And I'll tell you, watch Kurt's face during the Vince McMahon. Sp- he is like mesmerized with Vince during that skit. I, I, I some, I'm sometimes more um, enamored and entertained by watching your reaction to these clips than anything else. But uh, speaking of impact, you can check out all Kurt's past top impact moments by signing up now, impactwrestling.com forward slash packages and sign up with code Kurt. That goes a long way to help out Kurt Angle and we would appreciate it. Uh, So thank you in advance for doing that. And by the way, yeah, there you go. If your business targets 25 to 54 year old men, there's no better place to advertise than right here with us on the Kurt Angle show. You hear us do ads for some of the same companies for several years now, and it's because it works and we'd love the privilege and honor to advertise your business right here on the Kurt Angle show. There's very little waste. We have a super targeted audience. So go to advertisewithangle.com right now and find out more. That's advertisewithangle.com. And you and your product could be advertised right here on the Kurt Angle show. Once again, make sure you're checking out ad-free shows again, early ad-free access, more than a dozen of your favorite podcasts starting at just $9. And you can enjoy the first week on us completely free. And you're going to get Kurt's bonus episodes that we do, including the one we're about to record where he's going to predict night of champions and buddy, that's going to, I can't wait. Uh, so you, you can listen to this one even after the the pay-per-view happens and, uh, and make fun of us. So I encourage you to do so. Uh, so check that out. Kurt, uh, we got, we're on social, the, uh, the angle pod. You can find us on YouTube, the angle pod. We're almost hitting 60,000 subscribers on our way to a hundred. Uh, sure. we've grown by about 12,000 subscribers in the last several months. So turn on those notifications, subscribe and like, we appreciate your support, but it's time to talk about more of that chicken snack love at physically fit. What do you got for us, buddy? I got chicken snacks and snack smart, crispy protein bites. One's chicken protein. One's organic plant protein. There are 11 different flavors. Go to physicallyfit.com to order yours. You're going to absolutely love them. Uh, they, they taste incredibly good. I mean, I, there isn't any of them I don't like. I love all of them. My favorite, though, is either pizza or sweet barbecue. But they're all incredible. If you like spicy and sweet and spicy, get the buffalo or the sriracha. If you like just sweet, uh, get the cinnamon swirl. But uh, cheese pizza tastes like cheese pizza. It's really good. So you have to get these. Go to physicallyfit.com, order, 
order them and they'll be sent right to you. There you go. Use code AnglePod for 20% off, and uh, we would much appreciate that. And then check out Kurt Angle Brand. That's where you're going to find everything for the Kurt Angle lover in your life. And that could be you. We know it's you because it's true. It's true. Uh, and so check it out. T-shirts, cameo videos, birthday cards, bar mitzvah cameo videos. Whatever the celebration is, Kurt's going to he's gonna do a great video for you. He's going to send you a card. You can buy T-shirts. Uh, cowboy hats, milk cartons. Kurt, I think I covered it all there. Uh, you did cover it all. And uh, just go to KurtAnglebrand.com. I'll sign whatever you want and send it right to you. It'll be there in no time. Ah, uh, man. Listen, we love you. We love our fans. We appreciate your support of the Kurt Angle Show. Check us out, boxagimmicks.com, too. We got a lot of Kurt Angle Show merch over there, and we're growing. Kurt, I don't know if you've seen it. Dom designed that Jim Cornette-style shirt with you and your cowboy hat on it. It's that black and white style, and you have that goofy look with, on your face with the cowboy hat. It's He's calling it the gym, the, the corny style shirt. Guys, yeah. check it out and grab one. It's Kurt with the cowboy hat. Love it. Brand new. Yeah. It's brand new to the Kurt Angle store. So check it out, boxgimmicks.com. Kurt, I had a lot of fun with you this week, man. Me too, man. This is a blast. We'll be back again next week on behalf of your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. This is Paul Bromwell, and we'll see you right back here next week on... The Kurt Angle Show. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.